self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. If you send a Reddit post, take a screen cap because motherfuckers be deleting a post. Um, and we do have Reddit letters, but before we get into that, so Rockman 3K3 from Nerdplate. Um, messaged me in the group chat and and said he felt like I should watch this documentary on Netflix. And, you know, I'm really becoming known for, like, murder shit. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. That's fine. (laughs) The name of the, the, the documentary is called American Murder. Like, The Family Next Door, I think, is a little mini tag. I'm sure you haven't watched it, right? I have not. Mm. So when I first what upon first watching this, I was I was I wanted to be like, oh, this is just some white shenanigans, right? But as I watched it, I realized it wasn't white shenanigans, it's just fuckboy shenanigans because what it put me in the mind of is Ray Caruth, the NFL player who had his pregnant girlfriend killed because he didn't want to have to pay child support for another child. She ended up dying. The child didn't. And he has like, he's alive, but he has a lot of health complications from his father shooting his mother while he was still in the womb. I think he has several shit. So it ain't white shenanigans. It's fuckboy shenanigans. But this shit, this husband. And listen, future Mr. Red, if you are listening, please, nigga, leave me. Okay, if I'm too much, if you meet another bitch, leave me. Don't kill me. Fucking leave. Just leave. That's an option. You can do that. You can just fucking leave. Okay, because I might kill you first if you try to do some murder shit. Just saying. But what ended up happening, it started off with she had this like the wife had a, a huge social media presence. So they're showing all these videos of her talking about her marriage and talking about how she didn't think she was going to be able to have kids. And so they have two little girls and how great her husband is. Then he just gets real distance. Uh, he don't want to, you know, they, they had sex in five or six weeks and she's beginning to question like, what the fuck is going on? Is it me? Is he cheating? You know, she keep asking him and he keeps saying, no, it's not, it's not you. It's none of that. Things are fine. It's great. It's all right. So then she and the two children come up missing, right? So then they got like the police camera, uh, body cam footage of the officers, you know, questioning him and all of this shit. And he's like, you know, they were here when I left to go to work this morning and you know, she was supposed to meet with somebody. That's what happened. So the, when they couldn't, when she didn't uh, call, they went over to the house, house empty. She ain't there. But her medication, because she had, I forget what illness, lupus, 
lupus. She had lupus. So she didn't have a medicine. The car was at the house. Her phone was at the house. So very obvious that she didn't just take the kids and run off. Okay. So long story short, this motherfucker was cheating. And them five or six weeks that he wouldn't have sex with his wife was because he was having sex with his little, you know, side piece, which I guess whatever. But he decided that instead of divorcing his wife so he could be with his mistress, that he was not only going to kill her, okay? He killed their two daughters who were like four and six. This raggedy motherfucker took them. He, I forgot what. He did some kind of oil drill, oil something. Put the girls' bodies in a goddamn silo, okay? Then... <laughs> They asked him to take a polygraph because he was just, you know, you know, first of all, the spouse don't always be who they go after first. And he was just a suspicious shit around him. So the lady that was doing the polygraph, she was like, you know, it'd be really dumb if you killed them for you to do this polygraph. <laughs> like you would be a dumb person to sit here and get hooked up to all of that. She's saying this before she do it. And he's like, yeah, that would be stupid. Fail the fuck out of that polygraph, okay? So then they come in and they like, yo, we know, okay? So just tell us where the body's at because we know you failed horribly. So he asked for his daddy, like the bitch that he is. His dad come in and his dad is like, what what, what did you do? So then he, first, the first story he tells is that the wife killed the two girls and then he killed the wife in retaliation for her killing the girls. So not only did you murder this woman, you finna sully her goddamn reputation, making her into a child killer now to get yourself off. Like, oh, he was such a fuck boy. Oh my goodness. And then it all came out that he he just killed them because he wanted to move on with his life with the, the other woman. And he didn't want no, no baggage, you know? He couldn't just kill her because then he gonna be a single father too. So he fucking suffocates his two daughters, four and six, who trusted him. And he was like, when he killed the first one, the second was like, please, daddy, no. Still suffocated her ass. Cold blood, piece of work. And he told his whole story. No. This is all shown through video. They they had, like, so when he his dad- did, He killed him on video? Mm-mm. He talks about the uh, how he killed them once they finally get him to spill what actually happened in the interrogation room. All of this is recorded stuff. So like what I'm saying is there was literally nobody else to make this story sadder than it is except for him. Like he didn't have to tell people that his daughter said, "Please daddy, no, not me." Oh yeah. Like yeah. he, he could have just he could have been like, yeah, the second one said, hey, bitch-ass nigga, since you're going to take motherfuckers out, go ahead and do it. Do it now. Kill me. Kill me, bitch. Like, he could have cre created any kind of story he wanted. I guess he was caught at that point. He was like, fuck it. Well, you might as well tell him about this little daughter crying. Like, and his dad, when he his dad came in, and his dad, I, I'm assuming, because he asked for him specifically, his dad already knew his son had fucked up. He was like, son, what did you do? What happened? And so first he tells the dad, and like I said, this is all in the interrogation room. So this is all like record. He don't never like directly speak to the camera. This is all they had body cam footage from the police first showed up when they first were looking for them. 
And then they had all of the footage from the interrogation. And so in the interrogation room, you got to see him do the polygraph and fail it. Um, mm -hmm. But it was just fuckboy shenanigans. Again, I was gonna try to, I was gonna say white shenanigans, I was. But then I thought about Ray Caruth and I was like, no, it ain't white shenanigans, it's fuckboy shenanigans. Like that shit is, and like, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be some, some shit. Like you can just, you know, uh, the first, I mean, the name of it is American Murder, but like even just seeing the footage of him saying, I don't know where they could be. They were here when I went to work this morning and blah, 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 blah. Like you just knew it was going to be some bullshit. And bullshit it was. Um, fuck that nigga. Like, not only did you kill your wife, you killed a kid. You murdered a four and a six-year-old who fucking loved you. They showed video. It, all of this is like video footage of the family at different points. And they showed a video of one of the little girls singing about how her daddy was a hero. And he smothered her and put her in a fucking silo. He wasn't shit. He wasn't shit. Why did you do again? And here's the thing. If you aren't happy with your wife, that shit happens, right? Marriage is very difficult, all right? It isn't easy. And sometimes you fall out of love with people. I mean, it should you shouldn't be falling out of love with somebody after you didn't fill into somebody else's vagina. But whatever, how whatever order it happens, you know, you fall out of love. Divorce, my nigga. Like, don't go kill three people and think you're gonna fucking get away with it. Like, and the mistress, the mistress was like, she didn't even know. Like he told her the whole time he was separated and they were getting a divorce, like all fuck niggas do. She didn't even know. Just bullshit. Just just fuck boy shenanigans. Again, I can't say white shenanigans because if y'all don't know the story of Ray Caruth, go look that shit up because that shit was bananas. This nigga had her killed and then had tried to have somebody sneak him out of the out of the state in the fucking trunk. They caught this nigga in the trunk of a car. Because he was going to try to get across the border because he knew they was going to come looking for his dumb ass. Like, Ray Caruth, this, and again, he killed the mom. She was far enough along where they was able to save his son. And that boy got all kind of problems. Like, health problems from being born uh, early and the trauma of his mother dying. Just, ugh, niggas. But yeah, it's on Netflix. If any, if this sounds like some shit, it's it's ID channel shit. So of course, you know, when Rockman was like, watch it, and I saw the title of it, I was like, okay, this up my alley. Mm -hmm. And it was some ID channel shit. Just you know, fuck boy shenanigans. I don't know. That shit wow. Yeah, I mean, it still don't beat that other documentary about them white folks that was sleeping with the the abuser of their child and that he he stole her twice i forget the name of that shit. still ain't wilder than that but it is what it is i don't know if you have any comments for that but there you go rock man he said he wanted to hear my take on it that's my take on it it's some fuckboy shenanigans and mr red future mr red don't fucking try it don't try it you won't expect it though I'm so suspicious. I probably would. <laughs> He'll know you well enough to know that he's gonna have to hit your ass in the back of the head with a cast iron skillet while you're cooking. <laughs> he's gonna know you well enough. He's gonna be like, 
she probably already detected my new patterns and shit. <laughs> I have to take her ass out in the shower. <laughs> you just go stand outside the shower with a silence on a pistol. <laughs> <laughs> he would have to do some shit like that. He would. You ain't I, even gonna fucking know what the fuck happened. Bah, bah, bah. Then you out. Let me tell you something. If haunting is a thing, like if you get to choose the haunt, I'm a haunt the fuck out of him. He ain't gonna have no peace, no peace. Okay. If 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 haunting is a thing, and I don't know what happens when you die, but if that is a fucking thing, that nigga ain't gonna be able to work. I'm gonna psychologically. Fuck him up for eternity. You hear me? He is, is he not gonna be in peace. Whatever you kill me for, whatever bitch you kill me for, good luck, sir. Good luck. Let me know how that work out for you. Haunt the fuck out of him. He gonna see me everywhere he go. Get him yeah. put in a nut house. Anyway. <laughs> That's that on that. Yeah. So let's see about these Reddit posts. Uh, let me see. Um, I got a woman whose husband left her after he became successful, and now he wants her back. A guy whose girlfriend bought a penis extender, and now she don't want to have sex without it. A husband cheating on you with your best friend. Husband won't accept our gay son. Boyfriend admitted he has two. Uh, well, not two. Boyfriend admitted he has twin daughters after dating for two years. Uh, how do I break up with my boyfriend if he won't answer the phone? It's uh, da, da, da. and a husband who mad because his wife got her cheating ass friend living in their house. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to talk about the penis extender. I knew that was gonna be your your pick. Okay. Uh, he doesn't say how old he is. So, title of it is My Girlfriend Bought a Penis Extender and Now She Never Wants Sex Without It. So, we developed an interest in toys and have a few dildos, vibrators, etc. One day, girlfriend shows me some penis extenders and asks how I feel about trying them out. I thought, sure, okay, could be fun. We got around to using it for the first time and she really enjoyed it and it was nice to see her get so excited. But now, Whenever one of us initiates, she gets the penis extender out automatically, every time. Like using it has become our default. On multiple occasions now, I've asked her if we could do it without the extender, but after a little more foreplay, she becomes unresponsive. Things fizzle out, and she says that she's not in the mood anymore. I asked her about this, and she told me I'm creating a problem where there isn't one, and she just didn't feel in the mood anymore. Even though our sex was great before, and I don't consider myself small, this has left me feeling inadequate, like I'm not enough anymore. I can't see any other reason behind this. What would be the best way to discuss this with her? My attempts to speak on it with her have not been well received. There are several things that need to be accepted about this conversation. Okay. We have to understand the existence of a thing that we call size queens. And these are women that absolutely love big ass meats. Period. That's just, they exist. Okay. It's overrated. It hurts. It's not fun. There's a lot of women who like it consistently, and that's just what it is. Some of you guys, you may think that you have a decent size, but it may not be enough. You know, <laughs> that's why you can't allow how a woman feels about you to be what makes you feel a certain way about yourself. Oh, this is for so everybody. You turn this into meat positivity. 
Listen, can I just have a fucking positive message right. everybody sometimes? Go ahead. You could. Go this ahead. goes for everybody. This ain't just about men and sex. This is about anybody that uh, has a, can, will allow a person um, to make you feel a certain way because of how they feel about a thing about you. Um, and we got a society where like men do that to women a lot. But as it pertains to men, it's mostly done in the sex area. You know, that's just women... Like women have the uh, what? What am I trying to say? Like I guess they got the easiest sexual organ to 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 manage. Who? You. What? I mean, no. as far as desirability. I mean, as far what? as all all a woman needs is an opening on her body. And. No, that's not true. What do you have to worry about when it comes to? Having sex with a man. Like, oh, you mean like size-wise? Yeah, like men have to worry about, uh, is it, am I long enough? Is it, do I have sex long enough? Is it big enough? Like, it's a lot of stuff that men got to worry about in that regard. If we want to please women, like, in Africa, they don't give a fuck about pleasing a woman. They <laughs> cut your clitoris off and bang you until you fucking can't recognize yourself. You know, like, if we're talking about pleasing women... It's a lot of stuff that men got to worry about. I'm just asking you, what do women worry about on that side? Sure. But have you ever really worried about that? No, but... No, no, you don't. You don't worry about that. You just bring your shit up. (laughs) By the time you're worried about moisture for yourself, you done been to the doctor and you know that it's a condition. (laughs) Well, not necessarily. I don't know. Moisture, um, you know, not smelling funny. Women have to worry about that. Sometimes. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is, it's, it's, I got this from Family Guy, but you don't want it to it feel like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. <laughs> I know. That, that is, that's implications on the man, though. That ain't really implications on the woman. Can it be, though, if she's? I, I can't. I don't fucking know. Man, that ain't how the vagina work. Like the va- vagina contracts. Like you can goddamn, you can do some kegels. And Everybody don't do make, kegels. Everybody what I'm saying, fuck. but it's not. I'm saying that a hot dog down a hallway ain't automatic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's not automatic. It's like you gotta, I guess, first be born with a bigger opening, and then you gotta be very negligent to the fact that you still <laughs> do things that make make that grip. <laughs> <laughs> women have issues after having babies it rips there's a lot of things there's stuff there's a whole bunch of little conditions that may possibly <laughs> happen with women that don't always happen but before the night that a man and a woman have met uh, if he ain't well enough endowed to feel confident enough to throw his dick all over the place and <laughs> be like okay she gonna like this then dudes who are average around that they, they like this could be enough. It could not be enough. This could be a size queen. It may not be a size queen. You know what I'm saying? She might have that grip, grip. She might have that wet, wet, and I might not last long. You know, like, it's a lot of stuff that men have to figure out. Now, don't get me wrong. Women got to figure out shit like, is he going to sexually assault me? Yes. Is he going to slap my ass? Is he going to choke me after this? Yes. Like, is he lying? Does he have an extra family on the side? Do we have kids? Is he going to... Take off the condom in the middle and, and, and let go inside. 
What I is mean, that called? What did we find? What is that called when they do that? You know, tell you. It's not ghosting. It's stealthy. Stealthy. That's right. Okay. And so, don't get me wrong. Women got a lot more like critical, dangerous. My life is in jeopardy, and this person will fuck up my psychological self. Shit to worry about. But we do have physical shit to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just want to get that out of the way. Like you can't let you gotta become comfortable with yourself before you start putting your own well-being in the hands of these other motherfuckers because they don't give a fuck about you if that's the case. Um now, as far as a penis extender, you're talking about we talked about this on the show before, one of those extender things that a man slide around and put basically a strap on that a man's penis can go inside. That doesn't sound like not like a penis enlarger. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't sound like it would be fun for him. I mean, it probably can be. I mean, doesn't sound like it'd be as fun. I I have been to the sex store and seen those penis extender things, and I I I know it don't feel like sex, but like it's clear that they've tried to do everything they can to make. It feel like something like they got like vibrating things that go up and down while you're having sex and all this different stuff. But um, how do you tell your woman, fuck this? First off, your woman don't give a fuck about your problems. That's number <laughs> one. That's it's clear in this situation. She said, you making a problem where it ain't no problem. Ma'am, if we were not using this damn thing. And now you grab it every single time and then magically ain't interested when we're not using it. Who the fuck you think you playing with? <laughs> like, I ain't stupid, number one. Right? Um, number two, ma'am, you got to play the fucking game, okay? If you truly love this toy, and you want this man enough to keep him as well with what he got, then you gotta play the game. You're gonna have to get you're gonna have to get two two experiences. That's like it's gonna have to happen. <laughs> like you're gonna have to get yours with the toy and he's gonna have to get his without it. That's just what it's gonna be. <laughs> because it sounds like she's creating a life where she gonna always get her pleasure and he ain't never gonna get his. Yes. That's that what it sounds like. She ain't you know, so women like, cause a lot of women say they wouldn't they wouldn't stop dating a dude because of of his of sick bad sex. Now, size queens will, size <laughs> queens, you're out, okay. But women who, you know, where sex can be good, even though it's not that, um, if you are gonna keep him for all the other stuff then you got to work sex out. Sex can't be just for you and not for him. Um, that being said, I don't know exactly how you're supposed to do it. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. I mean, you can go, you can go to pacifist way, you know, you can have her, you know, come home and be like, the toy is gone. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you got rid of it. Maybe you didn't. This is a test. <laughs> if she wild out on your ass, you know what I'm saying? Then yeah, it was a thing. Um, you can go, you can go the aggressive route, you know, where 
you can uh when she get home you can have a like a big trash can in the backyard burning with a fire and text her and be like come out and be holding it over the fire when she get there and if she run in slow motion be like no and you when you drop it then yeah it's a problem <laughs> well listen what you should probably do is have a grown-up ass conversation about how you feel about this situation listen baby we've been having sex for a long time just with no toys all right and i'm okay with toys but i'm not okay with toys if i can't get mine or if when I say let's not use the toy, I see me personally, if my lady wanted to use the toy, I use the toy. As long as she was willing to tend to me the way I need to be tended to, that's fine. We can use the toy. It don't but sound if, like yeah, it don't sound like she wants to do for him what he needs. She, like she just wants what she needs. And so, you know, I understand that, you know, you really like the toy and we can do the toy. But we can't have the toy if I can't get pleased in our sexual relationship, ma'am. You know, I, we can't do that, you know, and I hope he is willing to leave if she don't, you know, abide by, abide by this, but that's how you had a conversation. You be a grown up and you talk about your feelings. Look, I, I feel real dismissed in regarding this situation, too, because when I bring it up, you act like I'm just being a drama queen and making no issues where there's no issues, you know, but that's not how I feel. That's not the case. And through the patterns that we have in. That's not the situation. So if the toy is going to stay, we need to come up with new ways of, you know, fulfilling each other's sexual fantasies, not just you getting yours and me wishing that I had mine, you know. But, you know, also, how do you really feel about this toy? Like, how do you feel about the idea that your woman, you may not be enough for your woman? You know, is that something that you can get over? You know, is that something that you're going to have to deal with and manage? At the end of the day, I don't know. I wish it, I wish it was longer. Like I wish he put more information in it. He's probably embarrassed enough to even. <laughs> Man, look. on Reddit you could be anonymous and you could put whatever you want to put. True. Um, I'm gonna do this one because it's gonna. I'm probably gonna rant. I don't. So let me just say, I read the title of these, and if the title sounds interesting, I say them. I don't read the Reddit list. So like the first time. I'm reading it out loud is the first time that I've read. <clears throat> the title of this one makes me feel like I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Okay. Don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose my shit. So I'm going to do this one. This is a 30-year-old woman and her 33-year-old husband and her 31-year-old friend. My husband has been cheating on me with my best friend and asked me tonight if I wanted to be in a throuple. If niggas don't got nothing else, they got audacity, don't they? The audacity. The audacity. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, let me start out by saying, fuck 2020. My husband lost his job in April, has been home while I've been working extra shifts, making $12 an hour to keep us from going broke. Yes, I've been out of the house more than at home. Yes, I haven't been super active in bed because I'm really exhausted all the time from working 70 hours a week, standing on my feet all 70 hours. I thought he'd, <clears throat> I thought he'd appreciate that I was working so that we can have things like food and a place to live. Instead, he and my best friend have been fucking while I've been at work. She lost her job too. They've all, they've always gotten along with each other and I've never felt jealous or threatened that they have hung out together, just the two of them over the years. One very drunk night in 2009, she and I did make out, but it was a one-time thing and I didn't enjoy it. I thought I could trust them and that they were just friends. Obviously, 
I'm an idiot. Enough backstory. I come home tonight and found them snuggling on the couch watching TV, like in a spooning position, but it was very obvi obvious it was intimate. They didn't panic, but she sat up. Then he sat up. At this point, I felt my stomach turn into a rock and I felt dizzy. No word of a lie. My body went into some kind of shock. I'm just, I just walked into the bathroom, closed the door and sat on the toilet. I started crying after I have no idea how long I threw up. I heard them whisper talking, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. And then they knocked on the bathroom door and asked if I was okay. And I told them, obviously fucking not. They didn't backpedal or deny anything. They didn't admit to fucking then, but my best friend said we should all probably talk about what's going on. Stayed in the bathroom. We talked through the door. That's when my husband said, okay, yes, we didn't want you to find out like this, but we have been in a relationship since July. He said some more things, but I honestly can't remember them because my ears were kind of ringing. And I kept, I kept thinking about him saying relationship. This wasn't a fling or a one night stand. I could maybe forgive that, but a real relationship isn't marriage supposed to mean that just I, just you and I are in a relationship. So he says, whatever. And then my best friend says, so what do you think? I missed everything he said, obviously. So I told her that. And she said, so you missed the part about all three of us living together? After me asking what? My husband clarified that she would stay on the couch, but they keep each other company during the day. And I could be with her too if I wanted. She knows I don't want this because we would have made out more than just that one time in 2009, right? I know she needs to move out of her place because no job equals no rent payment. I had told her in the past that she could always crash at my place, but I never meant like this. How could she not know that? Is my best friend an idiot? Am I an idiot? I need advice. Yes, tell me that I'm the idiot for trusting them and having bad judgment and not doing my wifely duty. I'll own all those things. I just need help figuring out my next steps. I don't want to be in a throuple and I don't even want to look at either of them. It's 3.30 a.m. and I can't sleep and I don't know what to do. I feel like I've been used. I don't know even if I leave, I still have to pay for my husband's expenses because he's not working, which would mean I'm paying for them to have a relationship, which idiot me has been doing since July. And I really, really hate my life right now. Too long didn't read. All work and no play makes and her her username a fucked over wife and friend who <laughs> i think your camera froze yeah okay. um nigga like <laughs> this is another situation in which i don't think i would ever find myself because i feel like my friend and my husband would fucking know better okay just <sighs> First of all, I'm out here working extra shifts and shit because you lost your goddamn job. And I took the for better or for worse shit to mean that, okay? You lost your job. I'm going to pick up the slack to shit evens back out. I'm fine with that. But you losing your job means that I have to be at work for, you know, longer amounts of time. So, yeah, sorry, can't fuck you all the time. You go out and fuck my best friend. Not only that, but then you and this bitch think that we're finna just join forces and become a goddamn thruple. You have lost your raggedy ass mind. You have. You've lost it. You have to have lost it because you can't possibly fucking think that this is okay. You can't. The audacity. Oh, the audacity. What you mean? What's going? On? Put his at. Let him go stay with her in 
in her apartment and let both of them get kicked the fuck out. What are you talking about? What you supposed to do? I'm surprised you ain't in jail. I would probably be in jail. I would have fucking lost it. Like, y'all gonna have the audacity to ask me if we can all just be all together? Are you fucking out of your mind? Are you crazy? That's the kind of thing that you start your relationship off with, right? If you are into polyamory, if you are into whatever the fuck, that's cool. You start out that way. You don't get to decide in the middle of this monogamous ass relationship that you just going to turn it into some other shit. You've lost your mind and got me all the way fucked up. All the way. And I'm about to fuck you and her. We going to all be some fucked up motherfuckers. Okay. That's uh understood. But you this not that's not how you would respond, Red, because you would never be in this situation in the first place. Would. You wouldn't trust no dude with your best friend at the house no. either way. No. Um and going out without me. Yeah, even and I feel like if your dude knew you well enough, even if you did trust your friend at the house, he would be like, nah, baby. Mm-mm. She can't stay here. You too crazy for that shit. <laughs> you too crazy for possibilities. Goddamn! I don't even want to. I don't want to. I don't want an opportunity. If I'm gonna cheat on you, I'm gonna hit your ass in the in the back of the head with a cast iron skillet while you cooking <laughs> and get rid of your ass. <laughs> I am not going to do that shit. Like with you still existing out here. Nope. And I don't even want. Your mind to be paranoid or nothing. So this you wouldn't be in this situation. So it ain't no big deal. You know what? Yes, the answer is get the fuck on. Like you have the leverage in this situation. Tell him to get his shit and get the fuck out of that house and call the police if if that don't work. Yep. You know, uh, a court wouldn't make you you win in the spousal support all that shit because he is the one who had the infidelious acts. Yep. You know, you wouldn't be put on the line for that shit. Um, and yeah, this man got a lot of audacity. One thing about, you know, open or poly relationships is that you have to, um, you got to be open about that shit from the beginning. You know, if he thought he wanted this, this is some shit he would have had to talk to his wife about for months and months and months. If she was the kind of person that would even participate uh, in it. Like, this ain't something where you could just bust out on somebody. Non-monogamy is a lot for a motherfucker to take in, period. It's not like it goes against our societal standards. It goes up against what we believe our natural desires are supposed to be. It goes against a whole bunch of shit. You know, I don't know what our natural desires are supposed to be, but like at the point that you're 30-something years old in a relationship, uh, it feels like you're supposed to find one person. And then it goes with the notion of about the, the romanticism that we have in our society. You know, the you know, uh, knight in shining armor and the soulmate. And it's all rooted around one person coming, scooping you up and being amazing forever. You know, and a lot of motherfuckers, the reason that she's working 70 hours a week is because she, at some point, if not have always considered him the one she wanted to be with, her knight in shining armor. And it's really disrespectful to to somebody who loves you to not only cheat on them, but allow them to find out that you're doing it like this, you know, and with their best friend, like, and then 
when found out, this is when you say, uh, I want to try all of us being in a relationship. Like, you, if you, he made, bro, on a multiple choice test, he got all the answers wrong. Like, he could have got one right, but he got all of them wrong. He did all of this shit all kinds of wrong, you know? And the fact that they were so nonchalant about it probably made it a lot more problematic. And then she even said that if it was a one-time thing, she could forgive the shit. You know, so clearly he didn't know his woman enough to know how he could have even gotten away with this if he wanted to get away with it. He talking about relationships since July. Relationship? You in a relationship? I mean, if you wanted to get away with this, you could have just been like, well, we haven't had sex and this was just, we kind of got too close. We just kind of got here. It won't happen again. And then keep doing that shit. Like, I mean, damn, if you wanted to do it. But this motherfucker, not smart. Not smart at all. So uh, leave him. You don't have kids, it sounds like. So good for you. But, you know, you got the leverage. You got the money. Leave. Work a regular 40-hour shift because you don't got to take care of his sorry ass no more. And um, get ready to be finding you another mate. I'm going to have you a little, you know, fling stage. You know, get on Tinder, Bumble. <laughs> find you some, you know, some meat. <laughs> to occupy your time, you know, maybe a little companionship, but you know what people get on these apps for. <laughs> and go from there. But don't stand this shit. Be respectful no. to yourself. Okay. Damn. Okay. This one. Listen, listen, listen. You know, I know a part of my dialogue was about how he could have got away with some stuff, but let me tell y'all something. Every single person. It's the best way to do bad shit still. <laughs> okay? It's the best way to do fucked up shit. If you're going to do something fucked up, it's no point in not taking out all the stops to control it and, and create the narrative that you want created. Don't just do shit and fuck around and get caught. That's stupid. Why would you do that? Why? Nobody wants to get caught. And not getting caught takes work. So it's the right way to do stupid shit. Okay? Figure it out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I came with you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do this one just because I, I this is something that I see a lot uh, or saw a lot when I was doing regular therapy. And I'm sure you've experienced this as well. Um, this is a, a mom. She says, my husband won't accept our gay son, which is like, come on. Uh, last month, my son, who's 16, came out to us as gay. I already kind of had a feeling, call it mother's intuition, if you will, and was not at all surprised when my son came out. My husband and I both grew up in religious households, but when we had children, we never wanted to force anything onto them. We both agreed that we would raise them as best we could, and if they chose not to believe in God, we would love them just as much as if they did. We married young, and our eldest was born when I was 20. We had always wanted a decently big family and are so grateful for our three beautiful boys and a baby girl. However, last month, the dynamics of our perfect family broke apart. My son had been so nervous for a while before he told us, and then when the restaurants reopened, he begged us to take him out alone without his siblings. He looked desperate, so we both agreed, and my mother babysat for us. We arrived, and I just had a feeling I knew what he was going to say. And when the food arrived, he finally did it. Mom, Dad, I'm gay. 
I held his hand and told him that I loved him. We both did and that he will always be our son. From hindsight, I now realized my husband was being unusually quiet. But at the time, I was so elated and my son looked so relieved. When we got back home that evening, my husband went straight upstairs. I assume he went to the bathroom, but when he came down, he had a suitcase. He grabbed my son and dragged him along with the suitcase out of the house. I ran after them, of course. My husband called him name onto the driveway. I guess it's supposed to be the driveway. He basically threw my son out. I was pissed. I had no reason to believe my husband would react this way. We have friends who are openly gay and talk to many people at our church who are too. I don't understand how his son being openly gay is a problem for him. I was so pissed, I stood between them and told my husband to respect his son for who he is. Now, he's never been a violent man, but for the first time in the 17 years we've been married, I saw him as violent. He hit my son. I was so angry, I threatened to call the police if he didn't leave right now. He left the house angrily, drove away. He has been staying with his brother since. I love my husband and my son. I want them both to be happy, but my son is 16. He can't live without his parents' help. My husband can. I chose my son over my husband. Does that make me a bad person? Probably. But the moment he hit my son, he lost all my respect. I don't think I could ever look at him the same. He hit our son. That's not okay. I'll always love my son, no matter what he chooses to do with his life. Why can't my husband just accept him for who he is? If he's okay with these strangers being openly gay, why can't his son? Now my son blames himself for me being upset with his father. I keep telling him it's not his fault, but it doesn't help that whenever their father does come home, he poisons our other children's minds to think it is their older brother's fault. I just want my family to be peaceful again, but my husband is refusing to talk to me for as long as I defend my son. Last week, he suggested a divorce. I love my husband so much, but if he doesn't accept my son and apologize for hurting him, I don't think I can stay married to him. Every time I see him, I'm just reminded of that moment when he, his fist hit my son's face, and it makes me so angry and upset. My mother has suggested we go to couples therapy, but I see no point if his father is too stubborn to accept his son for who he is. Is it even worth it if I stay married, if all I remember is him harming my son? And then she does do an update, but I'm a, let's talk about what she said now. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's all kinds of fucked up. Like, all of these situations create so much nuance. Um, and in this situation, it's like loving family. I love my husband. Husband and son don't get along right now because of my son coming out as gay. Am I the asshole? for choosing your son over your husband hell the fuck no no this nigga is homophobic it's like willing to disown his own child at 16 like this is a dhr report it is you just punch your child in the face and told him to leave the house at 16 that is a dhr report they will come and remove all of your fucking kids from you if your son go out there and tell the world that my daddy put me out and punch you me know? in the face yeah and punch me in the face and it's it's crazy that she can't it's crazy that he can't like she can't understand the idea that you can accept other people like this but can't accept when it come to your own home like that's the whole nature of the republicans argument about abortion i mean theoretically you know abortion should be illegal but as soon as they get somebody pregnant <laughs> oh you finna go get a goddamn abortion girl like when it ain't when you don't believe it got shit to do with you then you're you got one perspective but when it come knocking on your door like hey senator this shit's going on then oh fuck <laughs> no that shit we be talking about dead right now we got to get this situation fixed you know so i just don't like 
the, the part that perplexes me is her thinking that she's the asshole for this and not being able to understand why her husband may be acting like this. But furthermore, your husband is somebody that you didn't think he was. Yeah. And you can't fix that shit with counseling. Like if a motherfucker came to counseling with us and they was talking about their family dynamic and the reason they came was because the husband was homophobic, I'd be like, what the fuck y'all ain't couples counseling for? This nigga need counseling. <laughs> you you hit your son in the face and told him to get the fuck out the house? Matter of fact, there might be a DHR report on your ass. They're coming to get all of y'all motherfucking kids after this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Has he hit any of your other children before, ma'am? <laughs> is your son safe now? Like, is your husband going to wild off and punch your son again just because he can't fucking deal with the shit? It's, listen, all the men listening, all the men listening, listen, homosexuality ain't a choice. And if it is, it's not a choice to the degree that you can do something about your child becoming it or not. All right? So you have to consider that your child may like people that are the same sex as them. Just get used to the idea. Hope for the best. Hope for the majority. I don't want my son to be gay. I don't want my son to be gay because I have a problem with gay people. I don't want my son to be gay because I know that the toxic and dangerous motherfuckers in this world are going to be threatened against my child's pure existence and they're going to want to do something to him, and they're going to treat him in a way that no human should have to be treated, and he's going to have to deal with psychological anguish that no human should have to endure. I don't want my child to be gay because fuck y'all, not because of fuck him. Yeah. You know? And so, that's my thing. Y'all got to get used to the idea that people are gay out here. This is the world we fucking have. And uh, one of my friends posted a, he made a Facebook post um, thing i feel like i need to go find it now instead of just saying it um <laughs> well if you look for it um you know this all hold on here you go here you oh. go before you start talking empire gay p valley gay the shy gay power gay black television today is poisonous to the black mind so you mean to tell me that one the first thing is five percent of a show can have a homosexual component and because it has that component is all gay now okay number one that's fucking irrational you're stupid number two you mean to tell me that you can overlook the glorification of criminal enterprise through selling drugs and murder and violence you can overlook that shit going to your kids and to the black mind but oh that five percent gay is the reason that these shows are a problem see that is a big problem with how the black community, let me say the toxic members of the black community, be thinking. It, it's, it's just really irrational to think that and to make gay <laughs> the thing that's destroying the black community. Because <laughs> that's how my friend think. Of all the other shit that could be destroying the black community, he said gay. You know, and he was talking about, at some point we had a conversation about, you know, how kids are having access to this information. And I was like, so you feel like your kid watching Empire can make him want to kiss men at some point, you know? And his belief is that yes. And I'm like, well, why you ain't kissing men? You watch the shit? Why are you not lip-locked with a nigga right now? Okay? 
he be like, well, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, you don't got no answer for that. It's like you just want to demonize and vilify gay people just for the hell of it. And you're going to make the narrative make sense to you and people around. You're going to make, make, you're going to make, I don't fuck with gay make sense regardless. You're going to say things that, well, this TV show going to make the kids gay. Well, you know, you ain't gay, you know? And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is that, like, a lot of black people don't recognize that the same representation that we were fighting for to be a part of society because we are a part of society is the same thing that women fought for. It's the same thing that gay people fight for. It's the same thing that uh, persons with disabilities are fighting for. It's the same thing with kids with autism uh, and uh, autism supporting allies are fighting for. The Umbrella Academy got a kid in it that has autism. You know, representation is becoming a more significant thing. And not representation in the sense that you know, it looks like that thing, right? Because if if white people had their way, they'll be painting white people like Robert Downey fucking Jr. from Tropic Thunder and putting them in <laughs> shit, you know, if that was the case, if that was the important part. But no, that, that's not about that. It's about the actual people being able to represent themselves. So don't hire an actor that's straight to play a trans person. Don't hire a kid that don't have a disability to play a kid with a disability like let those people have a part in 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 hollywood you know and in media otherwise we just stigmatizing the groups of people so i was just going into all of that to say like we are very we got a very toxic society and men at some point you're going women too women who have co-opted that shit and you know who will send a son to their uncle because he got some like feminine actions and stuff mm-hmm. to try to, you know, masculinize his ass. You know, we we got to accept that homosexuality exists, whether we fucking like it or not. You know, and, and you know, as far as TV being something that influenced homosexuality, what the fuck? Gay niggas been gay since the Bible. I was just, the, that was how the, the fuck. Was... How the fuck did they get gay? Before <laughs> television existed. Before, like, there has always been gay people around. The thing about it is, it, they weren't visible. They weren't visible because TV wasn't as prevalent. They weren't visible because social media wasn't prevalent at all. Like, didn't exist. But everybody, I feel like, had that uncle or that aunt in their family that never got married and had a fucking roommate that they brought with them to all of the family. <laughs> like, that shit... The thing about it is they just weren't able to be out with it, okay? That's the only difference. The shit was going on. They just called each other roommates and shit, right? That it happened. Mm -hmm. So this idea that them being visible now has created this situation where all these people who would not be gay outside of it if they weren't seeing other gay people is ridiculous because when they had to be invisible for their safety they fucking still existed they still existed they were still there i don't think it's any more gay people now than there has been. i just feel like they are more visible now because they can be because it's much more accepted than it has been ever before in our history so the idea that it's the TV or social media. It's like, that shit is bullshit. Because if that was the case, it wouldn't have existed at all before this. Or it would have been so minuscule. But it wasn't. Like, this shit don't make no sense. Secondly, if you love your child up until 
the moment that they tell you gay and all of a sudden all your love for that child go out the window, you never fucking loved your kid. Because loving a child, that your child gonna do all kind of fuck shit. And the fucked up thing is, I feel like this is one of them dads who, if it had been, hey, this girl is saying, I, I um, you know, force myself on her. His dad would have been standing right there. But, well, you know, sir, how these women, like, I feel like it's worse shit that this boy could have invited them out to dinner to tell them that the dad would have been 100% accepting of. Like, this shit is dumb to me. This don't have nothing to do with you. And I mean, I just, it just does not make sense to me. And like, kids, I work in a psych hospital and it's kids who really fucking try to take their own life. Like, like hardcore, they just lucky to still fucking be here suicidal. And it's like, would you rather have a dead child or a gay child? Like, you'd rather that child not exist or you'd rather that child not to be around you than for you to have a child that's gay? Like, it's it's so... Your child could be a murderer. Your child could be fucking Jeffrey Dahmer out here eating. There's so many other things <laughs> that this kid could fucking do in life that I could see more of it being like, whoo, little, little Jimmy is tripping. But this kind of shit, like, your kids are not going to always do what you want them to do. That's a part of raising a child. They make mistakes. They do dumb shit. Like, if your love is going to be conditioned upon them always doing what you want them to do, you don't need to have no fucking kids because that shit ain't going to happen that way. They're going to do a lot of shit. His son could have came out and said, Dad, Mom, I just want to let y'all know that I eat ass. <laughs> and Dad would have been like, all right, son. That's fine. It's It's okay. And then he would have been like, man ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you son of a bitch. Bring us to this restaurant for this shit, eating man ass. Boy, you better goddamn. (laughs) Man, listen, man. Parents, listen, parents, there's a lot of shit that your child can tell you that you've got to figure out what to do. Because you can be, and this is what I tell parents. Because I remember having a specific case where the kid had told me he was gay and the parent was just trying to figure that shit out. She was like, I think he might be, and I wasn't going to tell his business. But what I told her is I said, listen, the only thing you can be is on the right side of history or the wrong side of history for shit you can't control. (laughs) And if you can't control it, you need to figure out how you're going to feel about it if that's the case. It's like, I'm accepting him now that I don't know, even though I think it's a possibility but when you find out that he finna have a boyfriend, are you going to wild out on him, kick him out the house and bullshit him? No, you you got to come up with what your shit is now. And, you know, being gay ain't the worst thing that your kids can tell you. Your kids can come and tell you that, you know, I'm the reason that our sister got hooked on drugs. I've had a case like that before. Yeah, it's been like it, it's people out here on that that's got some problematic situations. Like, because, like, one kid may not have a, a, a addictive personality, but the sibling that they introduced the substances may have the addictive personality, and now they don't fucked up this other child's life. Um, they could tell you stuff about murder or harm or things they did. You can have a kid that's a fucking psychopath. And killing you, the neighborhood of cats and dogs and yeah, shit. Yeah, sticking firecrackers in the cat's butt and lighting them bitches up and just letting the cat ass explode. <laughs> they do that shit. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know why you let the psychopathic son get access to some fireworks, you know, but if you do, they're they going to do crazy shit with it. They're going to be like, hey, let's go to little Timmy's house. And little Timmy, Timmy is intellectually disabled. He got a low. We're going to make him hold his firecracker and we're going to run away. And then you're going to wonder why a parent calling you wondering why their kid's hand blowed up with the bone showing, you know, because your dumb ass little kid that came over there bullshitting. All I ask in these cases is that you be a responsible parent, okay? And the thing that children need, I want y'all to hear me, the thing that children need is support. They need to feel supported. They need to be supported. It's a whole bunch of people out here who have tendencies to potentially be psychopaths. They got that mind. They are not empathetic. They don't give a fuck about people. Um, but if they have the proper upbringing, they thoughts might not be to hurt things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know who come up with the idea that things should be hurt? Kids that are fucking left alone, yep. that don't have no support, that don't feel no love, that ain't finding the value of what it looks like when somebody cares about you. And so what happens is they feel like that care ain't important. And they act on it. Children need support, even them little crazy motherfuckers you can't do nothing about. <laughs> but your gay child, they definitely need support because they are in the middle of a whole world who is going to say, fuck you because of who you are. And I'm not willing to be a part of the fucking problem. I'm willing to be a part of the solution. And anybody listening, you need to be a part of the solution. Yeah. I'm going to read the update on your camera, folks. Yeah. Uh, well, she said clarifications and kind of an update. I didn't want to express the language my husband used against my son as it was very insensitive and offensive. I didn't think it would be appropriate to write them out. Me and my children are staying with my parents at the moment. Husband keeps showing up at the house and son experiences major panic attacks when he does. When I commented, I would suggest therapy. I meant for him to go alone so he could work out his issues. I'm looking into some family therapists, LGBT friendly therapists, etc. It's quite difficult to find some in these trying times, but I have found a couple who seem good. Also, I think the one thing most people were concerned about was to charge my husband for assault. I did take pictures of the injury and was ready to go to the police, but my son begged me not to. This whole thing has clearly shaken him up and he's scared his dad will hate him even more. Even my parents have been trying to stop me from making such a spectacle of it, but I do agree some action should be taken. I'm just trying to remind my son that his father should be penalized for hitting him and that it's not okay ever for someone to hit their children. It's currently 9.30 a.m. where I live, and my husband has responded by telling me that he refuses to meet with me and that I should contact him via a lawyer now. Yes, I am heartbroken that my husband wants to divorce me because of those feelings, because those feelings have been there for 17 plus years. It's hard for them to just go away overnight. But I do think divorce is the best option for us. He put up a facade our whole marriage. He kind of broke my trust. I don't know if I could ever allow him back in the home. It would be a risk. It would be at the risk of harming me and my children. And he would be lying to me again. I would hate it if one day I woke up to my son not speaking to me because I chose his abusive father over him. I don't think it's worth it. He doesn't want to be mature and at least have a conversation with me about it. He's really changed from the man I knew him to be. And I honestly don't know how to deal with that. It's very difficult to know the man you've devoted so much of your life to has been pretending to be someone he's not. I have been in contact with a couple of divorce lawyers from my area. My cousin is a solicitor. I think this they in um they in the UK solicitor mm -hmm. mom, um, and even thought divorce isn't her. And even though divorce isn't her specialty, she wanted she was able to find me some of the best from my area. 
Also, my plan for today is to sit all my children down and have a long talk about why mom and dad are divorced and that none of them are to blame, especially my eldest. I'll tell them that their father did something intolerable by hitting their older brother and expressing such aggressive behavior in front of them. I'm also going to ask them what their father has been saying to them and recording it. I'm just lucky I have a decent job, make a stable income during this pandemic. Otherwise, I would be screwed right now. Even though husband was a breadwinner, I don't make too far off from what he does. Yeah, your husband ain't shit. Yeah, fuck him. Like, right. sit the kids down and tell them, y'all, daddy is a fuck boy. Okay? <laughs> He's homophobic. Uh, I've been bamboozled these whole 17 years about this shit. I fully accept your brother in his life. I hope y'all fully accept his brother in his life. I will not tolerate homophobic children. So if any of y'all want to be like your fucking daddy and not accept your brother, then get the fuck out of here and go live with him. You little bitches. <laughs> I mean, not all of them at the point that they feel like he feel. That's how I would feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of them ain't bitches. Just the ones that feel like daddy feel. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, throw daddy under the bus. Tell him his meat little. Talk about his, uh, talk about when he, uh, all his secrets. Tell him. Daddy, mommy told us about that time when you were thinking about getting the strap on. <laughs> and her using on you. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Tell all the secrets. Fuck him, oh, man. Jesus. Listen, man. I you look. You know if if so, I don't understand people who are homophobic and attack gay and trans people because they exist. You know, um, and I don't understand that for people whose family members are gay, but you know he probably feel like my reputation is finna be tarnished. Like, I got a gay son. Like, yeah. how people gonna look at me? What people gonna do? Because, you know, it'll be easy to be like, look, it don't got nothing to do with you, but it do to a degree. Got something to do with him. Because, like, you know, it's the hard part about dudes. You know what I'm saying? If you accept that children are born gay, that means you, you probably had a gay sperm swimming around in your balls. I... Like... You don't want to accept that? Oh. Or you mean to tell me that the semen, <laughs> one of the semen inside of me was like <laughs> swimming to the left while the other one was swimming right? <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> I cannot, and I will not with you in this. Yeah, I mean, she, listen. I can't I wait till technology catch up and tell us what the fuck is what. I can't <laughs> wait till technology catch us and tell catch up and tells us about all the shit we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and people are still going to be willfully ignorant to that shit. You still got people that don't think climate change is a fucking thing, and you got science that proves it. Like, there's still going to be people who just willfully are not going to believe it and think this is just another part of the gay agenda. Now they're trying to get science involved. Like, it, that, it, it's not... For the people that are just dumb and, and stupid, they're going to continue to be willfully ignorant. That ain't going to matter. You still gonna have motherfuckers in denial about it because you got serious shit going on in the world now that motherfuckers didn't believe COVID. It's niggas dying, and it is still people that believe COVID is not a thing. People are dumb. They're dumb. You have like, listen. I wish more moms were like her. Um, as far as standing up for their kid when some fuck shit happened with a parent. 
because you have a lot of mothers that would have been on the wrong side of history and would have rallied behind dad and be like, yep, you got to get out, son. You know what I'm saying? Like she, and the thing is how difficult that must be for her to love this man and, and know that she's got to let it go because he turned out to be a fuck ass, a fuck nigga. Like, I wish more moms were like her. So uh, she definitely didn't, ain't no asshole that didn't fuck up. Like, she did what she had to do for her son. You punched him in his fucking face. You punched a 16-year-old. And the thing about it is, if mom knew that he was probably fucking gay, dad probably knew that shit. But it's one of them situations where until you tell me, I can pretend like I don't know. Right? Until you tell me, I can pretend that I don't see any of these these signs <laughs> that let me know that he might be a little gay. You can you can pretend that that's not there until he says, "Hey, Dad, I'm gay," and now you got to deal with it. You don't want to deal with it. If Mom saw that shit and kind of knew, Dad knew. He knew. He just didn't want to yeah. fucking deal with it. Fuck that nigga. I had a conversation with my girlfriend about what you know if if our child came down and said that I'm gay, what are you gonna do? Fucking figure out what the fuck we eat for dinner. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> what if I'm gonna figure the same shit I do every goddamn day. The same thing if the motherfucker came down and said, Daddy, why the sky blue? Okay, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't let's look it up. You know, and let's figure out what we eat for dinner. <laughs> like it ain't that it ain't that hard with this situation. And I, yeah. again, back to uh, a point that you made, I would not want my child to be gay, but not because I have an issue with gay people, just because. And then if a son, a black son in America, oh, I would be sad just because I know that this now this is just another strike against you that you're going to have to deal with. There's another thing that people are going to judge you for and probably mistreat you for. And as a parent, I don't want that for my kid. Um, and so from that perspective, I get it. But this dad ain't, he don't give a fuck about him. He, you're right. He probably care about how this looks for him. He don't agree with it. He don't think it's all right. So that's the end of it. It, is, it isn't out of concern for the son and what his experience is going to be like as a, a gay man in England or wherever they live in the UK. Fuck that nigga, man. Take him to the cleaners. I hope she take. I don't know how alimony and stuff work in Europe, but I hope you get get your get money, bitch. <laughs> get money. That's how you feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> Me too. Fuck her. Fuck him. Sorry. Uh, I'll do this last one because it's kind of it's short. Did you have any? Yeah, I got some. Okay, let me do this one while you get yours up. Boyfriend admitted he has twin daughters after dating for two years. See, this that shit that just. My boyfriend admitted to me that he has twin daughters that he pays child support for. He isn't in their lives because, according to him, the mother is crazy and difficult. She crazy and difficult, but you kept this shit for two years? Yeah, she sound real crazy and difficult, and you just sound just sane as can be. Um, The mother also waited for the girls to be 10. 10? To inform him about their existence, but he's known for six years. So they 16 now? <laughs> Nigga, you got teenage twins. It, it, it they may not be. I think they ten. I think he talked. She, the mama told him when they were four, and he's known since they were four, and they ten now. Uh, no, because if the mother waited to tell him when they 
she said that the mother also waited for the girls to be 10 to inform him of their existence. So when he found out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so he's known for six years was we put them at 16. And so you didn't know about this shit for six years. I've been with you for two and you ain't never mentioned it. Uh, I've been dating him for two years and he's fed. I just said exactly that without even reading it. I've been dating him for two years and he's failed to mention he had two other daughters. He has a son and he's actively in his life and he was upfront about him. I don't know how to feel. I want to have children with him, but the idea of being his third baby mama make me cringe. I don't know what to do. I've tried to bring it up, but he gets very defensive and angry. He get angry. He claims I'm being narrow-minded, bitch. I'm a 24-year-old female, and I feel like he has too much baggage. That's because he fucking does. Uh, I love him, but how can I let go of these negative feelings? Leave him. The fuck is you talking about? He lied to you for two years about having two whole other mouths to feed in addition to the son that you know about, and you 24 with no fucking kids, and you walking into a situation. No, no, no. And then he get defensive. He get angry. You upset? Does it bother you that I'm bringing up your motherfucking twins that you didn't tell me about for two years? Now you see how I feel. You think I give a fuck about you being mad? Bitch, you better talk about this. I don't, I, I'm, I'm in a different place with this situation. Explain. I'm in a different place with this situation. I feel like if her focus was him hiding that shit and keeping it from her, I'm with you. But this superficial as fuck. She's like, the problem is he just got baggage. Like she ain't. But so so look, it, this the thing. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. She's saying it's because he got baggage. Because this in this way, even if he was honest and upfront and said this, what what her dialogue now is, she would still leave him alone because he got baggage, not because he kept it from her. That's superficial. That's what I mean. It's okay to have your preference for that, but that's bullshit to me. That you, as a twenty-four-year-old female with no kids, this man. First of all, how the fuck old is he? Because these the the oldest children is sixteen. When he had these babies, how old is he? But anyway, if he had these babies at sixteen, he's thirty-two. Right. So she already know you ain't finna find no fucking thirty-something-year-old. That don't have kids, number one. Yeah, all but right. She, she, it's not that he has kids because she knew about the son and she was cool with that. She just ain't cool with three kids. That's that's a big ass. But thing. it ain't technically even three kids. What you mean? Because it don't sound like he even involved with the damn girls. He paid money out to them. <laughs> it say that? Yeah, he paid child support for them. If it wasn't a problem before she found out. It shouldn't be a problem after if it's about the baggage. Like to me, if you want to get the fuck gone because he lied, then get the fuck gone because he lied and then tell you about this. But if the issue is that oh, it's, it's just some extra baggage now, that's bullshit to me. I don't think that's so. bullshit to me. And then only two more years of this shit. If you really like it, it's only two more years of him paying for them. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Like he can have. He could Maybe have a logical feel- conversation about this with her. So him not him not being willing to have a dialogue with her is some dick move. So yeah, leave because of that. Or leave because he lied. Or leave because he ain't been up front with you. 
But if the main reason that you talking about in this letter is because you just discovered that he got more baggage than you willing to, to, to carry, that's fuck shit to me. I wouldn't date nobody with three kids, whether he in their life or not, because you take care of three kids. And and that, and I'm not 24, so, I mean, I, I guess you have to take that into consideration. But as a 35-year-old woman who doesn't have any kids and wants to have a child, I don't want to go into a situation <laughs> where my kid is going to be number four. Because, again, yeah, it's two years with the, the, the twins, but then... You ain't been involved in their life other than pain. Well, I mean, this woman knew for four years that this motherfucker was potentially the daddy. Like, this ain't <laughs> this ain't really an ideal situation for him either. It isn't. She knew fucking... She knew for 10 years. I said four. This man knew for 10 yeah. years. She yeah. knew for 10 years that this man was potentially the daddy and bust that shit off on him. He didn't even have a possibility or option of having a relationship with them for 10 years to believe that he could have a reasonable relationship with them. Like, that's... So, okay, so he, he got shafted too. So, yeah, he could have told her all this and let her, let her know up front, but, but it just don't make sense to me for the fact that he has kids. Like, what if you found out that um, what if you find out that he had two kids that uh that lived in Japan or that was in a situation where he didn't have to see him because they had an arrangement or something? You know, like but either way, if I find out two years in, the lion is gonna be it for me. But you but you just said you wouldn't date him if he had three kids. So if he was telling you up front, you would still be like, fuck you. Yeah. If he was telling you that shit up front, and so I'm saying that there's a difference between if you lied about it and I have a problem with it versus I have a problem with it because the aesthetics now don't look as good for me as it did before when I thought you only had one kid. Uh, like, them are two I, different things. I used to say I wouldn't date people with kids at all until I got old and now everybody got babies, so I had to let loosen that up. But even in me loosening that up, I don't want to walk into a menagerie of children. I don't because I want to have one. And I don't want my my decision on whether or not to have one to have to be like, this nigga's already got four. That'll be well, what, why would you be asking yourself that? Why? If what he do don't, mean? if he the only you don't even see how his other two kids exist. She don't see how them twins exist. She ain't saying we've been put in a financially compromising position because he's paying child support. She ain't saying these little twin daughters come around here knocking my shit over and being assholes at home. They miss out on 10 years relationship with their daddy. She's saying the mere existence of them being connected to him is enough for me to say that's baggage and I don't want to be with it, even though they don't impact her existence, her life at all. Just the mere fact that they are here and belong to him. It's a problem. That's stupid to me. That is just stupid to me. If they don't live together, she wouldn't know what his finances are. So, like, it wouldn't matter. But if we're looking at live, moving in together and now I find out you got to pay $1,600 a month <laughs> and you ain't with the mother of the son, so he probably paying child support for this son, too. Look, if if, if if was a fifth, we'd all be fucked up, okay? <laughs> We ain't talking about no if. We talking about what we got. Right now, they don't live together. Ain't none of this shit fucking with her. The only thing that's fucking with her is psychologically, she feel like, oh, my child will be the fourth of his children. Oh, that don't look good. Or, oh, he got baggage, which ain't really baggage. It's really just 
a little bit of money that he got to pay out every damn what? He said the word. Did he? He told her that the mama was crazy. Found out on her own. No, he told her that, and of course she crazy. She fucking had him <laughs> after ten years come out and saying that you got some kids, twins, bitch. <laughs> you remember that night you shot up the club? I bet you didn't think one was gonna come out, but bitch too. Like <laughs> that's bullshit. So she didn't find out that the woman crazy, but by by her own account, she don't have no connection with these kids. She really don't know if. Paying that child support, fucking them up financially. The only problem with this situation is in her fucking head. It's in her fucking head. And you know what? Have those standards. Don't want to have the fourth child. But for me, it need to be because he lied to your ass, manipulated your ass, allowed you to get in a two-year relationship with him and not tell him that he had other shit going on. Let that be the reason. If the aesthetics is the reason, you're stupid. Because it sounds like you, I mean, if you didn't like the situation... You didn't like the person, you wouldn't be in the relationship, would you? You know, you like the person the enough to be. Obviously, for me, it would be a lion. Like, and, and you know, if I wonder people. how. So this is the thing. I wonder if it was a blatant ass lie. I wonder if it was this is this is my only child, my son. I'm glad you met him. And then boom, well, I kind of actually got two more kids. Or if it was a lie, like a lie by omission, like I just no, didn't. Well, I ain't gonna say that. But I asked. How many children do you have? That's one of the first motherfucking questions that I ask. So you are going to have to have lied to me because it isn't going to be a situation. Like I, one of the first, first questions I ask: How many kids you got? So is that to say that if she didn't ask that question and I it never came up to now it. that you can't call that a lie? I can't imagine that she wouldn't. Well, then. She would have told us that she asked at the beginning. That would make sense to tell us in the story that I asked him at the beginning if he had kids. I'm saying, look, I know if if was a fifth, we'd all be fucked okay. up, but I don't think we can assume that she asked that question. And he if she asked, didn't ask that question, uh, 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 no, 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 a lie of omission is a lie. Like you cannot hide two kids because why now? If it didn't matter, why are you even telling me about these motherfucking twins now? If none of this matter, if it ain't a financial thing, if it ain't, if they don't exist, I mean, it don't matter. Why would he even bring it up? There's a reason why he decided to tell her this. We don't know what the reason is, but he ain't just bringing this shit up for no goddamn reason. Okay? And something happened to change circumstances where he was like, damn, I need to tell this bitch. And I, I mean, her, her life might her life might be in jeopardy. Goddamn, <laughs> crazy baby mama. He might be like, listen, uh, okay, I got twin daughters, okay, and she can't even get over the twin daughter part. After he said I got twin daughters, I heard was like that woman when she walked in the house and saw the husband and the friend cuddling, and she went in there and it's just her ringing in her ears, like she probably heard what he was saying was, look, this bitch on her way, she crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get you a hotel. You need to go over here. Uh, I know I could have told you this at a more opportune time, but you're going to die if we don't get this shit together right now. Like, <laughs> it could have been for her life, for her Something safety. Changed. There's a reason why he told her. Something I about told this. I told you for you, no. not for me. Hell <laughs> no. 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 Mm -mm. No, he, there's something about it that was enough for him to, to want to tell her. He has not said nothing for two years, and he just out of the blue said some shit. Something has happened. Something has changed. Something that's going to impact this relationship he has with this woman. 
Man. And so she's like, let me tell her now because some shit coming down the pipeline. Let me try maybe to get he, it. Maybe he forgot he had kids. Nigga, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> maybe they are so distant from his life. Maybe he, maybe there's cognitive dissonance. Maybe he pays for the kids but don't believe they his because, you know, this can't be right. This can't be right. <laughs> Them ain't my kids. She kept me for 10 years. She just came and tried to put these kids on me so she can get a check. Because you could have told me that. You still could have told me that in the beginning. Like, I got a son. I also got this crazy bitch that say I got twins. But you could have mentioned that. He knows she's superficial. He knows she'll no. get the fuck out of Dodge because no. of that shit. If I tell no. her that shit, she's going to leave me and leave me the fuck on by myself. <laughs> What is your Reddit post? <laughs> what post do you have? Let's see. Which one of these do you want to do? I, 31 male, am in equally love with both my wife, 32 female, and my coworker, 21 female. I fucking hate 2020. <laughs> am I the asshole for planning a solo vacation and expecting my family to survive on their own? And I really want to read this one because this is the best boss ever. A doctor's best Christmas present to his office staff. Fire a patient who was rude to you. Like you can just do it with no repercussions? Let's let's go through this one first. Okay. And then we'll choose between the other two. Okay. You're this is a long one. This is a long one. Your uh, camera froze. All right. Let me reset it. This is a long one. It's kind of long. But, you know, I read relatively fast. Several years ago, I was chief operating officer of a mid-sized acute care hospital in a prosperous suburb of a major metropolitan area in the deep south of the USA. I'm now retired. One of the things you have to do when you're in the hospital management biz is to schmooze with the doctor. So for 30 to 60 minutes a day, I would hang around the doctor's private dining room or other places where they would go when they needed a break and listen to what they had to say. Doctors like to talk about themselves, so in my opinion, was rarely requested and even more rarely provided. Some were good docs, some were bad, but one that stood out was a board-certified internist who I called Dr. G. Dr. G was 60-plus years old, fiercely independent, and was one of the few solo doctors who admitted patients to our hospital. Most of our doctors were in large multi-specialty group practices. Not him, he was by himself. Dr. G had more business than he could handle. Not only did he have a huge patient base because he'd been practicing for decades, he was a damn good doctor, so many of the hospital's other doctors referred a constant stream of patients to him. Dr. G didn't need money. His wife was an anesthesiologist. They already had a huge house, an equally huge vacation house, several cars, and no debt. Their children were grown. He never told me how much retirement money he had, but he hinted that it was a buttload of stocks and mutual funds. He was working because he wanted to, not because he had to. His office was only open four days a week. Monday through Thursday, he had hired twice the number of nurses, bookkeepers, secretaries that he needed to run it. So nobody was overworked or overstressed. One day during the Christmas season, the docs were sitting around their private dining room talking about what they were giving their office staff for Christmas. The gifts ranged from tacky, new office uniforms, to useless prepaid detail at a local car wash for cars of nurses and secretaries who were paid so poorly that they all drove rust buckets, to practical slash thoughtful gift certificates to discount chain stores. Everyone had to admit, however, that Dr. G's Christmas gift was the best. Even though he gave each employee a gift certificate that was in the low four figures, that was not his best best gift, not by a long shot. Damn, four figures still a month. Damn. <laughs> anyway, it was Dr. G's other gift that got everyone's attention. Every Christmas, each one of his office employees got to fire one patient, no questions asked. It did not matter who the patient was or what they had done to the employee, they were out. The employee didn't even have to say why, although they usually enjoyed making sure that the rest of the staff and Dr. G all knew why. 
There were some limitations and exceptions. For example, if the patient was in the middle of a crisis where continuity of care was essential, such as during or shortly after hospitalization, Dr. G promised the employee a rain check that the patient would be fired as soon as it could be done without compromising their medical treatment. Oh also, a patient could never be fired if they were terminally ill. I think there might have been a few other exceptions, such as patients with severe, de severe dementia. I just can't recall them all. The staff understood that they could not fire patients who were so sick that they couldn't keep themselves from behaving the way they did. They could only fire patients who were capable of acting like decent human beings but chose to be assholes. This was never a problem because there was always plenty of those. When a patient was fired, Dr. G would send a polite personal letter to the patient informing them that he is limiting his practice and they were no longer within the scope of the patients that he would treat. This was actually true, although his letters didn't say so because medical science has no cure for being an asshole. His office would be glad to forward a copy of the patient's medical records to any other doctor's office free of charge. He did not suggest any other doctor because, after all, these were bad patients. If the patient had a small balance on their bill, Dr. G's letter would tell the patient that he was writing it off. He continued to use his normal procedure to collect large balances. His staff would also flag the patient in their office system and records so that the current and future office staff would know never to let that patient come back, ever. That's it. He had 8 to 10 employees and he could easily afford to do it out 8 to 10 patients out of the thousands that he treated every year. So all year long, every time a patient was rude to one of his staff, the person could think, in a few months, I'll never have to put up with your crap ever again. Dr. G said it was the best morale booster he ever had used with his staff, got rid of patients that he himself did not want to treat, and cost him practically nothing. I fucking <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so yeah, Dr. much. Dr. G was a motherfucking G, boy. Oh, my God. That is amazing. That is oh, such a good idea. I would love to have worked for him because you do have their people. Listen, anybody that works with the public in any capacity knows that there are just some motherfucking people who are just assholes just because the day ends in a lie. Okay. They just are fucking terrible people. And his gift was for, for them to not have to deal with them terrible ass people ever again. That's a beautiful gift. And it didn't cost him anything. He was a G. Amazing. Fantastic. I just had to read that. I just oh, had to read amazing. that. Like, that would be amazing for, count, uh, like, not counseling, but for a uh, restaurant. Like, yeah. if we could be like, look, can we ban these motherfuckers from coming <laughs> in? You know, that'd be great. But uh -huh. he did it in such a smooth-ass way, so the clients never even knew they was a dickhead. They never know. But everybody was happy. Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> I love it. It was oh. great. I just need. I just know I needed to read that. Yeah, that's amazing. What? I'm equally in love with my wife and my coworker, and am I the asshole for planning a solo vacation and expecting my family to survive on their own? How upset do I want to get? Because <laughs> one sounds like it's gonna get me more upset than the other. Let's. We didn't did enough with the cheating. Let's let's do the vacation. Let's do the vacation. Okay. Uh, they're talking about their profile. Obvious throwaway. I'm a 34-year-old stay-at-home mom. I gave up my career as a nurse to support our family on the home front while my husband is a doctor. I can't say I like it, but I'm able to help my kids with learning, with distance learning. I'm fully in charge of our home. I have four kids, an 11-year-old son, 10-year-old son, and two six-year-old sons. Damn. She could have just said all sons, 11, 10, and yeah. six. Twins, huh? <laughs> Everyone in our family has responsibilities at home. It's nothing extreme, but I expect everyone to chip in as I'm not the only one living in the house. I take on probably about 80% of the work, including all of the deep cleaning, cooking, meal planning, 
errands and financial planning. Well, getting actually getting anyone actually to do anything is a completely different story. So I usually end up having to do everyone's chores too. A few weeks ago, I finally broke. No one helps. No one gives me a break. I haven't had a day off since the twins were born. Exclamation points. I didn't say that. Like it was an exclamation. I told my family I was done after begging for help for over a year. I'm mom. I should be able to do it all. Here's where I might be the asshole. I booked myself a week-long vacation to a secluded cabin an hour away and informed my family that I'd be going alone and would only be reachable in an emergency. I also told them that I expect my house in the close to the same condition I left it in and they'll have to cook and clean for the time I'm gone. I've been getting the silent treatment ever since I told them and my husband is pissed. Am I the asshole? Edit. My husband is taking week-long trips away from us with minimal notice. We've discussed the cleaning issue quite a few times and nothing has changed. I have my sister coming to watch the kids while my husband is at work. They have three they have three weeks to prepare. I will be reachable, but husband doesn't know the exact location of my cabin, but knows the general area. I mean, I don't see the problem. She need a break. Better that than her drowning all the kids and the husband come home. She can kill everybody. Let her have a break. Like, it sounds like she needs a break. And she's made a rank. Like, the title made it seem like she was going to be leaving them in financial straits or like like it was going to be something horrific. She made arrangements for them to be as taken care of as they need to be for a week. It's just a week. I don't see the problem. Especially, and then the husband go on trip, a week long trip. Fuck you, nigga. I'm going to the cabin. Figure it out. See yeah. what I deal with. Yeah, fuck. I mean, right? <laughs> you're fine. Go to the cabin. Yeah. Wife got this shit together. I mean, the way she, way she painted it without edits made it sound like she was being a dick. But the reality is, she probably feel that way because of the mama who got shit together. She don't believe they're capable of taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. so she feel like she, you know, is the asshole. But the reality is, your family don't seem to appreciate you, and the fact that you know, I don't know. Maybe if you would have sat your family down and said, "Hey, family, I'm tired. I need a vacation. I'm going to take a vacation." I want all y'all to be okay with this because this is something I need. Then maybe that would have been the case. I don't want to have to be there with them goddamn kids. Well, I mean, she made it sound like the kids was upset too. Yeah, because like everybody upset with me. Well, mom does everything. Like mom, look, mom leave is different from dad leaving. Mom, because mom cook, mom clean, mom the one usually helping with homework and shit. She doing distant learning. They come asking her questions all the goddamn time. It's yeah, they. I'm sure they are upset. Because mom is who they depend on. So, like, you leaving me, I got to do my homework without you for a week. And when Timmy started bothering me, I can't just say, Mom, Timmy's... But, like, yeah, I'm sure they were upset. Because mom is who do everything. So, it's going to impact them for her to be gone. More so than it impact them when they daddy leave. That's why they don't give a fuck when he be gone for a week. Because <laughs> it don't really make no difference in the way the household is ran. But if mama is the one that's running the household like that, then her being gone for a week is some big shit for them. Yeah. But they'll be all right. Shit. Yeah. Again, you rather that than come home and I done drowned all these little motherfuckers. Because people yeah. do that. People do that. <laughs> they sound white. She's a doctor. So the likeness of them being black is very slim. So, you know, you rather that than to come home to full of dead bodies. Just saying. True. So. There's that. All right. Well, All right. that's it. All right. If you have a question, comment, uh, Reddit letter that you would like for us to read, send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Do you have viral posts? I do have viral posts. Um, 
I am looking for people who are interested in turning 105,000. This is oh. not a pyramid scheme or Herbalife. We will be selling crack. I know. That's how they throw you <laughs> off because I saw this post and I was like, oh, these bitch ass. Now. Oh, shit. Selling crack. Oh, God. That's so funny. That's hilarious. <sighs> Do you think Donald is in a hospital gown or is he laying in his bed in a suit right now? <laughs> Reply. I feel so bad for anyone who has to see him in an open back medical gown. That ass probably looked like two buttermilk biscuits found in an abandoned home from 1967. <laughs> I hate people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. Oh, Jesus. Summer Walker and Bryson Tiller should remake We Can't Be Friends by Deborah Cox and RL. Bunch of heart eye emojis. Oh. And the comment is, and who's going to sing? <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Because that was like, no. What? No. Yeah, like, what? The fuck is you talking about? Harvey Weinstein has been charged with six additional counts of sexual assault ahead of his Los Angeles trial on the sex crime charges. Comment, October is already proven to be the person in the group project who does all the work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. This one is fucked up. Uh, as far as, you know, you know why. Uh, Twitter tweeted that tweets that wish or hope for death, serious bodily harm, or fatal disease against anyone are not allowed and would need to be removed. This does not automatically mean suspension. AOC put, so you mean to tell us you could have done this the whole time? So now a big conversation is out about the squad, because when they first came out as the squad, they were getting a lot of death threats and a lot of people wishing harm on them. But now that the president is in the hospital with COVID, it's like Twitter could have done this the whole time. Y'all could have been removing people that wish death to politicians, or is it just the president? But either way, Twitter got a conversation to have and some explanations about what their uh, reasoning for this is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> could Trump catching COVID-19 technically be viewed as an assassination attempt on our president by the Chinese? Seth Rogen responded, you accomplished the tough task of being the dumbest motherfucker out here. Congrats. <laughs> Love him. Just remember that even Trump is somebody's child. My thoughts are with Satan at this time. <laughs> Hashtag Trump has COVID. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, bruh. This is this is crazy. So two weeks ago, I asked myself, what would a reality TV star with a fading show do? And this person tweeted, um, I can't figure, I can't remember the date. It was oh September 18th. Trump's op October surprise will be the announcement of his I infection. Fake, but quite dramatic. This twist will blow Biden off the screens. The Trump COVID watch dominating every minute of every day. Then 14 days later, Trump will emerge 100% cured by hydrochloroquine. Even though he's not being treated by hydrochloroquine, he's been treated by some other shit. But we'll talk about Trump in the hospital in a minute. Um, I saw that tweet. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. very. Yeah. So this this dude said, "Wait, y'all don't want your worst enemies to suffer? Y'all not wishing bad things on your worst enemies? 
Y'all not godly at all. Them plays will rain down. Hear me? Be more godly. <laughs> <laughs> like God rained plagues down on his enemy, and we the ones supposed to be? Anyway. Have y'all noticed how quiet anti-vaxxers have been lately? Uh, comment. Apparently burying your children is pretty time-consuming. I cannot. Like, Trump out here taking vaccines. They quiet now, goddamn. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Hey, single guys who own cats, do they sleep on your bed or do they just curl up and sleep on his vagina? That's fucked up. Oh. Disrespect the cat owners. Yeah. Male I, cat owners. I mean, I dislike all cat owners. Okay, I don't dislike cat owners. I don't get cat owners. So, like, if I met a man that had a cat, I wouldn't look at him any differently than a woman that had a cat. I, my question would still be like, why the fuck do you have a cat? <laughs> They're they're like little assholes. They're personality. They're personality specific. Cats are personality specific. Cats are for people that don't need needy animals. Okay, like dogs. They can just exist on their own with minimal support. Kingston wasn't Kingston. We've already talked about Kingston being a cat dog. You always bring him up. <laughs> Kingston was a dog that was. A cat in a previous life, but a life before that was a Chinese dictator. <laughs> and so he brought all that energy to his dog life. May he rest in peace. Yeah, because listen, Kingston. Remy is tiresome for me. <laughs> He's so needy. Listen, and it's a lot. Let me tell you something. Since just saying the word Kingston reminded me that last night I was playing Apex Legends. With these two dudes, it's a three squad team. One dude was from Somalia, one dude was from Kingston, Jamaica, and then my down south ass. We couldn't understand nothing each other was saying, but we're having a conversation about politics. <laughs> you know, I was saying southern shit like, so the the Somali dude was saying he was like, it's a fruit in I can only do the accent, but it's a fruit in Jamaica that if you eat it, you'll get sick. And I said a key fruit, and then. Huh? Is it Aki or Aki? Aki. I said Aki. I think I said Aki, something like that. And the, the Jamaican dude said no. And then the other dude said Aki fruit. And he said, yeah, that's it. And I said, I just said that shit. What are you fucking talking about? Like, what the fuck? Because I Googled it real fast. I didn't I didn't know what the fuck that fruit was. But I Googled it. And he was like, I, I was like, I said the same shit. How come he didn't understand me saying the shit? And then, and then, but he sounded like Bob Marley. His name was Damien. Oh, that's so cliche. <laughs> I know what Aki or Aki is because, you know, I'll be watching all these shows with like poisonous plants and fruits and you have to like eat Aki, Aki a specific way or you can't get sick from it. Like you have to eat it at a certain time or some shit. That's the only reason I know what it is. Like getting murder shit. Sorry. Online it says a fruit, but he said it's not a fruit. It's just a breakfast food that they eat. He it's said it's delicious. They don't consider it to be, but it, it's by the scientific definition of what it a is a fruit. It's, it's a fruit. All right. Next one. Nobody, you know, blank. LinkedIn yeah. influencers. Yesterday, I was walking to an interview. There was a starving dog on the road. I stopped to feed him and missed the interview. The next day, I got a call asking to come in to do the interview. I was surprised, but I went. Then the interviewer came in. He was the dog. 
they always put these like anecdotal stories about how they treated somebody right and it comes around to be <laughs> I got this time because I treated the person right. They do that shit all the time, man, on LinkedIn. Um in tonight's presidential debate, the president said the Portland Sheriff supports him. After Multnomah County Sheriff, I have never supported Donald Trump and will never support him. Boom, bitch. Damn. Don't lie. Um, this one says, I'm a sucker for deep conversation. I want to know why your cousin got her kids took. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Met Evander Holyfield when I was roughly 10 at this church banquet. He was a guest speaker, and so after it, I was excited because if you know my first name, then yeah, I run up to this motherfucker and say, what's up? My name Evander, too. This nigga said, so? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I know, right? Like, I would have been like, that's why you got your ear bit, bitch. <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson. Got your ass laid out. Oh that's fucked God. up, though. But, you know, I always tell people, the people that can fight ain't never been the people that you want to do motivational speeches. Ever. Nope. You know, like, I don't watch boxing, but, like, some, somebody who watched boxing, Shogun, or Cole Jackson... Or uh, Leroy Ketchum or Rockman. If any of y'all know any boxers that are like good ass people, let me know. I because I just think that boxers like a part of the allure to boxing is that they can be dickheads and that they hit things really well. So they don't really have to compensate with being a good person because they can just fuck you up. Like yeah, so, yeah, like it's that's my that's my big meat theory too. Men who are more well endowed believe that they don't have to put energy into, you know, other parts of themselves because of that. You know, a lot of dudes feel like that. Or that's how a lot of dudes, I think, end up like that. Not all of them, you know, clearly, but a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, and it ain't even that they necessarily well endowed. It's that they believe they well endowed. Because apparently I'll be hearing stories about women who be, who dudes be going to pound town that think they got something going on. And they'd be like, what did... I didn't even feel that. <laughs> so I've I'll be hearing stories story. like that. Yeah. Um, I know we don't have a lot of time. Um, I did want to talk about another show that I watched. So if y'all don't know me, I'm contrary as fuck. Okay, I don't watch shows when they're popular, and everybody's talking about them. I don't know what it is that just makes me not want to fucking do it, but I don't. So, like, most of the shows that are out now that are new, I don't know about. But I was went into Hulu, and they, you know, they always had these little uh, suggestions. And so one of them was this show called Monsterland. And it looked like it was going to be on some, like, American Horror Story shit. So I was like, okay, let me give it a shot. It's the weirdest fucking show ever. Each show is, like, set in a different location. So you have, like, New Orleans. Uh, Louisiana, you have New York, New York. Each show is like a different city. And it's like a psychological show. The reason why I'm like, is because you have to think way too much into it because the monsters are really the monsters that are in us is kind of the thing. So let, the example that I could give you this is just the one that took place in New Orleans. Okay. You see this woman who is engaged to this man and her and the man and her son, who's not his son, are 
I think it was like Fat Tuesday in Louisiana. They were getting some parade, right? And the lady stopped to talk to somebody that she know, and her son and the guy disappear. Well, she can't find her son. Then he comes running up, and he looks horrified. And when she asks, and like really traumatized, and when she asks him about what happened, he tells her that a monster tried to eat him. Um, and so he, you know, he's terrified and he grow, you know, have nightmares and all of this shit. So fast forward, I think like 16 years, <clears throat> the man she married was a doctor. Apparently she was broke. Her and her son was poor. She met this man. He was able to make her life better. What happens is, uh, is that a new story breaks. So the doctor is a pediatric doctor who's been fucking his patients, the children for years. And what you find out, so the monster that they show when the boy says that a monster chased him is like this trumpet player who has like black, all black eyes and like these like real gnashy like teeth. Uh, so this comes out about the doctor. At first she like, she's like, what happened? He was, oh, he was getting an award. That's what happened. He was getting an award and people were coming up talking about how he changed their life. And this one guy came up and he was like, do you know my sister, Julie? And he was like, I don't think so. He was like, well, she remembers you. And then he punches him in the face. And so when it turns out, Julie was his sister. The wife was thinking that it was like a grown woman that he had had an affair with. Turns out it was a child who he had had a sexual relationship with and the child committed suicide. So that's why the brother was upset. So all of this come out about him. And she's like, you know, we're going to fight this. And he look at her and say, you know, I need help. I really need help. So like he uh, admits to doing this. The fucked up thing is she we keeps... ain't even at the fucked up thing yet. Uh no, no, we're not Damn. at the fucked up thing yet. Um, she keeps seeing the trumpet player and he, him playing the music from that day at the parade. What you find out is she knew that he was a pedophile. And the day that her son disappeared and came back and said that a month that he saw a monster that tried to eat him. What really happened is he whispered in her ear that the 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 husband had sexually assaulted him and she just ignored it because she didn't want to deal with it and she didn't want to lose out on the lifestyle that they had. So this boy went through years of sexual abuse at the hands of his stepfather. His mom knew it and she knew that he was also abusing the kids. So what the monster come in, the guy that she keeps seeing playing the trumpet is her conscience. He's the reminder of the fact that she knew from the very beginning what had been going on. And so what happens is she, um, the son comes to her and he says, I need you to admit that you knew. Like, I need you to, 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 cause she been denying it all this time. I need you to tell me that you knew. And that, that day I told you what he did and you ignored it. And of course she, she acts like she don't know what he's talking about. She won't admit to it. So the son is like, I'm going to give you one more chance to admit this shit. And she don't. He leaves. She keeps seeing the trumpet player. And the trumpet, the music is, like, hurting her so bad that she, like, takes an ice pick and, like, jabs her eardrums so, to try to make herself deaf so she can't hear it. She still hears. Um, and it basically, so the monster was her truth catching up with her because he bites her on the neck and all of this shit. So it's kind of got that horror story part for that. But, like, he never, the, the monsters don't exist. It's all these people who've been running from some kind of truth in their life. Mm -hmm. And so, and it just ends like 
she, the monster and a bunch of uh, other um, band members like surround her and then the screen go blank. And that's how it ends. And all of them in that way, all of them in with people interacting with these supernatural creatures, but the creatures are not real. It's something in their life that they're dealing with. So mm. it's an interesting show, but you have to think too fucking much for it. And I just, you know, I don't watch no shit like that. Yeah, the thing too, because I was confused as a motherfucker. Because like Louisiana, like the third episode, the first two episodes, I'm just sitting there like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> What's going on? Then once I got the concept, I knew what to look for for it to make sense. But like, it's nah. You know, I listened. I I, I started watching Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah, you got me watching. I don't have stars, but I I'll give you. I'll send you my HBO so you can catch up with it at least. Uh-huh. Um, by the time it it cancels, that shit is um, crazy, bro. You like, don't even know the I, how. So uh, you saw one episode. So it's episodic in the sense that every it's like they're trying to go through all of the different type of thriller and horror stuff that exists. So like the first episode had. It just had racism and monsters in it. <laughs> the second episode had like a, it had a get out type concept uh, with magic. The third mm-hmm. one had ghosts. The fourth one had like, it was like an Indiana Jones type retrieve this thing. Yeah. And it got a whole overarching story on it. And I hadn't seen the last two episodes, so I'm behind. It's going to be three come out tonight. So I'm trying to watch it with my girlfriend and she overseas. So not overseas. Well, technically overseas, but not overseas. You say overseas. <laughs> yeah, she's. As far away as you can be and still be in the fucking United States yeah. is where she is. Um, and we started watching it. So we watching it together. So that's kind of where I'm kind of lollygagging on it. But it's like, it's a good ass show. Even yeah. though it got that creepy shit in it. Yeah. <clears throat> it yeah. got that creepy shit in it. But I fuck with it. It's much more enjoyable than Monsterland because you don't have to think as much. Like it still has those deep rooted things within it. But it, it you can watch it and still just enjoy it. Monsterland, like I said, it they cover the spectrum of different monsters. So she had, you know, the stereotypical monster with the, the teeth and everything. The first episode was like a um not a shapeshifter, but basically they steal people's skin. Um the second episode was like demon possession, I think, or one of them. I watched so many of them. So like it different version of like monster shit but like i said the monsters are never real it's always indicative of some truth that this person isn't willing to accept their face and it manifests itself in the shape of monster but you just have to think too much for love crowd country is a much easier watch even if you don't like horror stuff like the the setting of it it makes it interesting yeah that's what's up. I can't see you. Okay. Um, look, in the last 10 minutes, I uh, just wanted to talk about the shit that's going on today uh, in the political landscape. Uh, again, we have really kind of backed away talking about a lot of news. We're kind of just mostly uh, doing the Reddit letters and the viral posts. And by the time that we, we're at the end, we don't really have that much news to talk about. Uh, so I do want to get some feedback from from um, listeners to see how y'all feel about us transitioning to reading more listener letters versus doing the news. Um, because, I mean, the news is what everybody's doing. Even the shit I'm going to talk about, everybody's talking about this shit. We're like mm-hmm. us being able to give our perspective on the red letters has been 
something that's been a little bit I feel more enjoyable than the news. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I also like talking about the news. You know, me, I'm trying to I'm thinking about starting a news streaming, um, Facebook streaming thing through the gaming channel. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to work that out. So that'll be something that I'll do in, in, in that event. But give us some feedback about this. Uh, but so Donald Trump has COVID. Melania has COVID. And what we're finding out is that a number Chris of sisters. Chris Christie, Kellyanne Conway, uh -huh. three uh three Republican senators. Uh, Mitch McConnell at this point has shut down the Senate return because of this. Pence, uh, Pence has it? No. He does. I saw it earlier. Pence them tested negative originally. They... Yeah, let's make sure because oh 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 tested negative. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was you just saw Pence testing and was like, ah, that bitch got it too. Yeah, I was Pelosi gonna be the president. Yep. No, that'd be <laughs> uh, but uh all of this stuff has come out, and it turns out that the super spreader event that this is supposed to have taken place at was at the um, announcement of Amy Cohen Barrett as the Supreme Court nominee because it's showing all of the people where they were sitting in correlation to all of the ones that happened. Um, so Trump has when they first announced that Trump had COVID, I was like, I don't believe it. I still and Trump. It's fucking crazy. And I'm gonna tell you why I believe he got it. Okay. It's fucking crazy because the biggest issue is that. We have a president that is, has been telling so many lies that it's possible to think that this shit might not be true. Yeah, he was for, lying. Yeah, because for me, it came out that he had a bad debate. You know, okay, he had a bad debate. Then after he had a bad debate, you know, he got other debates coming up. So it's like COVID is the perfect reason to be able to get out of those debates and take the attention away from that last debate. So it's like, okay, perfect lie. And it had that Trump lie timing on it, too. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was like, I don't, I don't think I believe this shit. And and we shouldn't be in a situation where we could think that the president is lying about that. But, you know, that's what we got right now. Um, So it's this dude that I follow on, on my Facebook. He's just a friend and he just speak about all of this shit. Um, but he kind of gave a breakdown of why he think Trump, this shit is worse than it is, worse than it was. But. Um, so I'm going to read his post and then go from there. Um, the news moves faster than I can post amid speculation that Trump was somehow falling, uh, this diagnosis for insert conspiracy theory here. I figure he was telling the truth because one, he's a narcissist Two, he legitimately believes he won the debate and would not give up another opportunity to get in front of the American people because see first point. In the 90s, after an employee had a heart attack, Trump made a personal visit to the man and fired him in his hospital bed because he had a heart attack. I use this anecdote because Trump legitimately believes that illness equals weakness, and Trump will never exhibit weakness because, see first point. With a COVID diagnosis, he will no longer be able to hold rallies, and he craves the adoration of his supporters because he, see first point. <laughs> I think that belief has subsided because how fast his symptoms progressed. I think they are underreporting the severity of his symptoms. He went from asymptomatic quarantine and get home to minor symptoms to moderate symptoms to Walter Reed. I think we are days from away from Pence being sworn in as Trump has transitioned to a ventilator. I truly hope Trump makes a quick recovery. After all the hurt and pain he's caused to millions, I still don't wish death upon him. I give my life savings to fade him, though. And I think it's sad that we have become so partisan that we're celebrating death upon him. 
At the same time, I think it's highly hypocritical among the right to chastise Democrats for doing so, considering four years to tomorrow, Trump was openly mockery, mocking Hillary Clinton for having pneumonia. Um, so I was thinking that all this shit was fake, but then I was thinking they gave him an experimental drug for COVID. Like, one, it got to be fucked up for them to experiment with a drug on the president, you know? Yeah. It, it got to be fucked up. And I was like, he ain't taking no no vaccine for like that, uh, on that. And then the amount of people that would have to lie to keep up with this lie, it would be irresponsible. But the, the uh, president don't go to Walter Reed for no reason. If the president ever goes to Walter Reed, it's something going on. This is where he always go when they have them tests and everything. And they always bring Walter Reed up when he do something. Because the president don't go to Walter Reed for nothing. Except for their physical exam. And Presidents go there at the same time every year. So they yeah. know what they go there for. So if a president go outside of the end and cancel shit, it's normally serious. You know, so it looked like they've been really downplaying it. And then the fact that it's other Republicans that have been getting this shit, it's like starting to look like them getting their just desserts for bullshitting the American people about the severity of this situation any fucking way. Um, another thing, uh, I watch a YouTuber. Um, his name is Bo from the fifth column, but... He said that uh, Trump doesn't need to die a martyr. Like, Trump doesn't need to die with the idea of his supporters that he died for the cause and died for what he believed in. Because then Trumpism is going to continue to live and to continue to survive. Trump needs to survive COVID and then lose at the polls in order yeah. for Trumpism to start to die along with it. Uh, the worst thing that can happen for the country is probably Trump dying from COVID-19. Um so I don't know. That's far different than what I give a fuck about at this point. It ain't like nobody can do anything about it. Uh, but my friend's most recent post says, um, it says, uh, Trump's I'm fine photo ops are bad. He's signing blank documents, releasing edited <laughs> videos, and endangering the lives of the Secret Service agent trapped in the hermetically sealed limo as he rides around the hospital to wave at supporters. But the most egregious of these is the video where he stated he visited wounded troops at Walter Reed. He has a deadly contagious virus. No way the hospital is letting him wander around visiting other sick patients. Hopefully not. Yeah, so, I mean, this shit is wild, bro. It, it couldn't be any more soap opera-y if, if you could. <laughs> like, this shit is running just like fucking General Hospital, you know, Days of Our Lives. It's running just like these shits. He's like at the very end, close to the end, motherfucker sick in the bed. He's either going to not make it or make a miraculous recovery. And we're going to see how that shit go from there, man. But that shit, that shit's crazy. It's very crazy. Yeah. But that's about it, man. You know, it's a whole bunch of other shit to talk about. But we we hit the letters and shit pretty hard. So, um, Tiger has an OnlyFans. Apparently he's packing. Of course. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> what do you mean, of course? Rappers that, rappers that rap about fucking can't be having popcorn shrimp out here. I mean, I feel like a lot of them do. I don't know. But don't even know. if I don't know that... I mean, I don't... We, I mean, clearly, I don't know. But yeah. that's my, my theory. Like, like the, the essence of being about what you say you're about in rap is like... You can't be talking about having a big meat if you're going to be fucking groupies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how you get in Superhead book on the bad side of it. 
<laughs> you know, you be like, man, she said like, like she said Shaq meat wasn't as impressive as you would think given his whole size. <laughs> like you had to have been a dick to her to get that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I feel like I think that's a part of it. Motherfuckers who are overtly sexual are the people who feel like they got the tools to be overtly sexual. That's just, you know. Everybody now, you know, whether, whether you could do do what women want you to do with it is another question. But, you know, it is what I it is. It's still Tiger. I still want to fuck him. On for principle. There's a lot of people you want to fuck, Red. True. <laughs> I don't know why you even said that. <laughs> I don't think you've actually said, like, now, we, I can break this down because there's implications to what you done said. Okay. You know, the implication is that... So, have you seen the picture? Uh-uh. Um, but the implication is that if he's packing, packing would be a strong enough variable for you if it wasn't Tiger. Uh-uh. Oh, I told you. Uh, big penises are not... It isn't, it's not fun. It hurts. <laughs> So depending on how much I but that would have came from it makes matter. even less sense for you to have said that. But you know, you can say what you want to say when you want to say it. <laughs> anyway, uh that being said, uh do you have anything else on your mind? I do not. <laughs> All right, well until we come to the next conversation. Yo. Holla.